Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Audio problems this evening. Rosita can't hear me. Can anybody on the line hear me? Can you post it on the uh, chat board, please? Rusty's getting frustrated because she can't hear me at all. And she sounds like a robot tonight. I think Blog Talk Radio is having some issues. She keeps trying to fix it. doesn't help. It sounds real staticky and she can't hear me at all. But would somebody please post on the board and say, yes, yes, they can hear me. Because I guess if you press no, I can't hear you, you wouldn't be hearing me. Make sense? Okay, she just texted me. She's going to log out and log back in again. Uh, She might have to call the board and see. see. And I'm texting her at the same time. She wants me to keep talking, but there's, I, without her, I got nothing to talk about because I have nobody to rib, rib at. I have nobody okay, to needle. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Now I, now I can. Can you hear me? Gee. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. So, <laughs> let's <laughs> – this is stupid. Hey, folks, welcome to Dynamic Jojo Talk Radio. We're not even on Facebook Live yet. So, let's get Kathy on the line here, and then we'll just go on Facebook Live. So, that was weird. I had to like log completely out. That was weird. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but I can hear you now. So that's good. <sighs> okay. Let's 
Hi. Okay. Can you guys hear Hello. me now? I hear you, now? yeah. Hello. All right. So, but do I still sound staticky or far away? You no, sound far no. away, but not staticky. Not like you did. I don't know this. God, I hate this. But I think I know what it is. Let me try something different. Let me try something different. How about... Okay. Let me try. Hold on. Hold on. About this. Does this sound any better? No, it sounds worse. No, no, it sounds much worse. How about now? Yeah. Far away. No, you sound far away now. No. No. Nothing. Back to staticky. That's horrible. Worse, yeah. Oh my freaking. God. She's gonna explode. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be all right. I'm sweating. Hey Rusty, I'm not I'm not laughing with you, I am laughing at you. <laughs> but you guys can't hear me. Okay. Yeah, you know, no, no, now you're fine. Okay. All right, good. Yeah, right. I mean, so, you, sound, you sound a little distant, but I hear you. Yeah. A little distant. <laughs> okay, let's try something else. Um, oh, no, here we go again. <laughs> well, now I can't hear you. Um, let's see. Fine. Oh, that yeah. may be a good thing. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said you couldn't hear me. <laughs> Only if I don't go line in. How about now? Can you guys oh. hear me okay? <laughs> You're I hear you. Is this different, though? Is this different? No? No, I mean, to me, you still sound far away, but I can hear you. Okay. You sound like an optometrist. Is it better like this or better like this? <laughs> or a gynecologist, one of the two. Okay. <laughs> oh, worse. That's much worse. Oh, oh, not good. So for people that are actually... um listening just on the audio we are having technical difficulties and I hate it when this happens oh my god you think you think we're having technical it. difficulties yeah <laughs> I think it's so well that you know that 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 private message that our little friend sent you that's a technical difficulty right there <laughs> yeah that's a that's a technical difficulty right there. <laughs> oh no, it's it's a horribly inappropriate difficulty. Yes, they're very inappropriate. That just made me sick. Okay, so technically, even though we're you and I both, still, my friends. Yes, technically we're still in uh, we're still on the air, but since no one knows we're on the air, we're we're gonna count this as the green room right now. And um, okay, I'm going. Someone goes. Are you live? I'm going to be. We had a bit of technical difficulty. I can't even spell difficulty. Difficulty. (laughs) (laughs) Having difficulties. All right. We'll be on air in a few minutes. You'll see it on my profile. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so now i got to get my screen link here. 
CJ Mayo is like, are you on the air? What's going on? And I'm like, um, no. You know. <laughs> Not yet. I, I told Giuseppe that I'm involved with someone, but I guess he doesn't seem to understand that. Tell him again, or I'll tell him. <laughs> you know? That's disgusting. <laughs> That's okay. I got a marriage proposal. Yesterday. Well, nobody's ever nice. called me Giuseppe before. Oh. <laughs> Bob. Okay, so Bob, this is guy named this is guy on Facebook named Giuseppe Perverdi, I think, and Giuseppe, he Giuseppe. he's been sending me these little gifts. He's sending he sends me these little gifts with the puppy dog with the hearts around it and kissing another dog and all this stuff, right? And then you know I finally said, look, I'm sorry, I'm involved with somebody, and he goes, oh, okay, no problem, and then just. Just a few minutes ago, he sends me a photograph of himself in a fighting pose wearing underwear and a, and a shirt. Underwear and an unbuttoned oh. shirt. I don't know what the shirt was. Yeah, yeah it's just gross. Sorry. Yeah. It's just gross. It's, it's not gross. appropriate whatsoever. None. Not, 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 not. Not, 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 not. No. Not, not, not. Yeah. I was just like, ew, who is that? And then you said it was Giuseppe. And I'm like, why are you sending me this? So imagine what went on through my head. I'm like, who? I'm like, no. Absolutely not. Oh, that's funny. I just just wanted you to know what he's sending me. Yeah, well, yeah, but, yeah, good thing you, like, explained it after the fact the the, the picture came in. Because I I got it and I opened it and I'm like, um... Um, I, well, the reason the reason it went no, listen. The reason why it came in after the fact is because I was trying to figure out where I could write something, and it already sent. And I went, ah, crap. Okay, better write something really quickly. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, yeah, somebody you know, because <laughs> I don't want to know this guy. Is live on the air. Let's see how fast I can type. Um, and um, join the Sita Bob and Cat as we discuss since degrees, titles, dojo, manners, and more. So since this is going live, <clears throat> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try to go 20 minutes over time because we're going on late. Uh, okay. So there's my stream key. Now let's get the video encoder going. So let's all be quiet. Here we go. Are you sure you want to start the thing? Yes, we do. Who's sleeping over there? I don't know. <laughs> I hear snoring. <laughs> Who's snoring? That was me. <laughs> uh-huh. That's funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So oh, I think was we're... That, was that one of those on the air? Hold on. Screw you, uh-huh. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. So... All right, folks, 
Welcome to Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Rosita Robert and Kat. And you know, we have a little bit of we have a <laughs> we have a little bit of Rosita Roberts, is that what she said? Yeah. <laughs> let's try this again. <laughs> yes, yeah, so let's do it again. Well, you, you can't you can't do take two on a live show. Yes, we can. Let's yes, you do. can. Do over, do over. With Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. Three, two, one, we're live. See, we can total do over. Total do over. It's all good. Yeah, WTF. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to, no doubt. <laughs> welcome to Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Rosita, Bob, and Kat. I don't know who the hell my co-hosts are. It <laughs> is August 15th, 2017, and I'm joined here at the helm with Robert Deal and Kathy Long. How you guys doing today? Uh, good. You know, I was good. I was laughing because Kat and I together are Bobcat. <laughs> That's right. So kind of like Bobcat Goldwake. Right. Kind of like Bobcat <laughs> Goldwake. Like Bobcat. Go- yeah. Bobcat Goldwake. <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah. We can do that. That comedian guy. I don't know that comedian guy. You'll have to enlighten me. Bob, you know that guy. Oh yeah, the guy from the uh, Police Academy movies with the really long hair and really jacked up voice. Yeah, the guy that always sounds uh, like, you know, he's on track or something. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah him. I'm, okay, I still don't know him. <laughs> if you if you said you'd know him, probably. I, I live under a rock. Oh. So, you know. Well, there, Every there once are in a while, the rock is lifted and I get to see sun. <laughs> That's there, the coolest there, place in the desert, under a rock. There, yeah. Yeah, there yeah, it's pretty much, there. that's me. There's a lot of rocks out there. So Dan Ross Facebooked me and says, you're a little late with the broadcast. Yes, yes, we are, because we had some technical difficulties. Now, I need to know from you guys, can you guys hear Kat and Bob okay? And if you can, can you hear me okay? Because that's what counts right about now. So, <laughs> but, And if you can't hear us at all, tell us. Yeah. <laughs> raise, raise, raise your hand if you can't hear us. That's funny. Ha ha yeah. ha. Uh, ha ha ha. So uh, funny, uh, I forgot to laugh. Yes. Okay. Anyhow, so <laughs> so stay tuned, folks. Because a little bit later on, at about six thirty-five or six forty, because we're running a little bit late, we're going to be talking about tenth degrees and titles. And manners in the dojo, and a whole hell of a lot more. So stay tuned. Here is our where's our calling number. Here's our calling number: three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. We're not going to open the phone lines until about six forty p.m. tonight. Until about six forty. So don't call because I can't answer the phone. Well, I can, but we have a first segment that we have to go through. So anyway, 
why don't we get started? Let's go ahead and start with our birthdays. Who do you have for birthdays there, Super Bob? Well, birthdays on April, on August 14th, I have Jim Jim Willoughby and uh, a girl who's in a relationship right now with uh, Greg Woldridge. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Laura Lee Lane, and on 18th, on on the 18th, it's uh, famed star from the movie Gung Pao, Enter the Fist, writer of Jimmy Neutron, creator of Jimmy Neutron, The Thumb Wars, Steve Oderkirk. His birthday is on the 18th. Oh, nice. Okay, I've got a few. On the 14th, we've got Gene Caps Reitz, Oyston Alsaker, and Stacey Hoffman. On the 15th, we've got Garrett Collins and D. Morgan Kalicki. On the 16th, we've got Jen Guanga, Jeremy Richardson Coppercat, and Luis Velasquez. Um, on, the, on the 17th, we've got George Cornell, Amy Mayer, Keith Casey, and Dennis May. So, Kat, do you have any windows? Uh, Kat, do you have any birthdays? Uh, <clears throat> not that I can think of at the moment. Um, okay. <laughs> I actually went to... Yeah, I don't have anything. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, no, no, no friends that I can think of that have birthdays today. Oh. All right. Well, with that said, let's go ahead and get some birthday mariachi going on. So for everyone having a birthday this week, this tune's for you. From the Gulf to the mountains, the city lights and fountains, we hope your birthday's excellent. You are another year older, so perhaps you should be generally awesome. Cause today is your day. Hola. You deserve a grand fiesta, and later on fiesta, and the best of everything. and all that other neat stuff and uh, you two are going to kill me I realize that I'm I'm FB live broadcasting on the wrong page huh. what? what what <laughs> yeah what I'm, yeah what page? I'm, I'm I'm actually posting on our radio page which has no viewers <laughs> well share, share it on your place dark girl on your I know. page I'll share it on mine yeah so what Okay, so listen up. If you for like, I think there's like three people, if that. So if you are listening right now on this one, head over to my profile page, de Jesus. Head over to my profile page in two minutes, and we're gonna be airing there because, you know, this page, this page ain't cutting it. <laughs> this page is not cutting it. So let me go ahead and end this this feed here. <clears throat> And let's see here. Let me end this feed, and we will be back in two shakes. And we'll be back in two shakes of a lamb's tail. Don't go away. We'll be right back. All right. So, um, so let me get it straight. 
the technical difficulty okay. wasn't enough for you. You had you had to add some more challenges to today's night. Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> just check it. <laughs> yeah. You know, just fuck me running up a wall. Did I say that out loud? Yeah, but not on Facebook Live. <laughs> What's that? What what'd you say? I couldn't hear you. I said, I said, God damn it, fuck me running up a wall. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Facebook Live was off by that time when you said, said. Yeah, <laughs> it was. But now, um, let's see. I don't want Facebook Live tips. Just give me the broadcast on Facebook Live. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> hang on, folks. Hang on. Hang on. Let me get, let me get on here. So, how's everything at Starbucks there, Kat? <laughs> you know what? Surprisingly quiet. The nice thing is they turned off the music, and they have it going on outside, so I get to sit in an air-conditioned, nice and quiet Starbucks, happy, happy, happy. Nice. <clears throat> nice. Yeah. So let me find a stream key here. Why isn't it giving me a stream key? Um, oh, that's why. Okay. That made no sense. You know? I think I'm going to have a connection fit. Let's see here. <clears throat> there is so much crap that I need to close that Okay, so there's that. <laughs> For people that are just listening to the audio, they're going, What the fuck, Rusty? Well, you know <laughs> Gotta figure this shit out. <clears throat> okay, so let me uh, broadcast on Facebook Live. Choose where you want to post your video. Yes, I'm going to share on my timeline. But it's not giving me. Oh, a pop up block. Allow pop up. No, that's why it keeps like blocking pop ups. I'm like, what's going on, people? All right, let me try this again. <clears throat> uh, go live on Facebook. Yeah. Okay, here we go. I think I think you know what it was you guys, is that my uh, my computer updated and uh, live on the air. Call in number is 347-677-0699. We're talking about degrees. Titles, Dojo Manners, and more. Sorry about the previous technical difficulties. Woo, boy, that's what happened. 
copy stream key, go in and plug in my stream key. <clears throat> I swear to God, you guys, once once I get this going, it'll it'll run smoothly. <laughs> it's just that my computer updated and everything like went all stupid and okay. Let's try it. Hold on. Uh, there's mine. Okay. Here we go. Start streaming. Three, two, one. Give me my preview. <clears throat> Five. In. Five seconds once I get this to go through. And <clears throat> who wants to be the lucky one to check on their Facebook to see if I'm actually live? <laughs> I'm I'm looking right now waiting for the notification. Okay. Okay, well apparently There we go. Apparently we're live. Apparently, let me double check here. Let me double check. Okay, here we go. We're good to go. All right. Sorry, folks, about that uh, that previous uh, whatever it was, but uh, <clears throat> I, computer updates they suck. <laughs> Sometimes they do. So, We've got Janie watching, a long-time, long-time uh, fan. And John Lupo says, you can't get rid of me that easily. Thank you, John. And uh, Daryl Vidal and Gerald Okamura are watching. Deborah Hodges is watching. George Cornell is wow. watching. John Gill is watching. Thank you, folks. Now, <clears throat> what, what I want to ask everyone to do, though, is like the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page, so that way you can get notifications when Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio goes live. And um, I am, you know, I'm thinking we should just start over again. No, we won't. <laughs> no, let's not and say we did. Yeah, let's not and say we did. All right, so we are we Yo, are live here, Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Bob and Kathy Long. What's going on, Bob? Well, I think we should maybe talk a little bit about last weekend since the the king, Gerald Akamora, is is watching us live. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about Dragon Fest. So What's as all that noise? It's Kathy. Hold on, ah. hold on. They just turned the music back on. Let me um let me mute it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, hold on. Don't go away. <clears throat> We're not going with this. Okay. Okay, I'll Thanks, I'll Kat. just interject as needed. Okay. okay. But now Perfect. you're fine. But now you're fine. You're fine right now. But okay. she muted. Oh, cuz she muted. <laughs> <laughs> David Bordeaux says start over. Um, and John Gill says, "Hey, Rosita, great to meet you and Bob at Dragon Fest." Yes, John, hey, thanks John. for thanks for thanks for meeting up with us. It was so good to meet you in person. Um, we've got yeah, George break, Pennell. Break and all that, yeah. Yeah, we got great. George Pennell that says, "Happy birthday to all of you August birthdays out there." <laughs> I guess you didn't hear the birthday shout-outs on the other page, did you, George? <laughs> Probably not. I guess he didn't. Now, what had happened, folks, was we originally aired on Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio on, on, on the page, but that page 
has very low viewership. So, you know, we've been broadcasting on my page where everybody knows that I'm on the air. So, you know, do like the page. And uh, we had gone through a long list of birthdays. Um, yeah. Right now we're running out of time and we cannot go through all the birthdays again. So, but happy birthday, everybody. Um, yeah. Rich Boyce is watching. CJ Mayo is watching. And George says, I may not call in because I'm at Hooters. It may be a bit noisy. I, I wouldn't call in either, not because of the noise. <laughs> that, yeah, I wouldn't call in either because I'll just have to make fun of you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, so our friend Giuseppe Prevetti is on the air. And uh, he's got a shout-out for you, Kat. He says, Kathy Long, bellissima voce. So, yeah. Anyway. So, (laughs) what does that mean? Do we have a translation for that? I bet bet it means beautiful voice. Bellissima means kisses, doesn't it? Bellissima. No, no, no. Bellissima. 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 Bellissima voce, and I bet it means beautiful voice. I'm going to run it through Google Translate. And it says, or it reads, so i got to get to it. <clears throat> yeah, I think it means beautiful. Yep, yeah, it does. It means beautiful voice, I guess, correctly. So, yeah. That's very kind anyway. of him. That's very kind of him. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. So moving on. Let me interject. Moving okay. <laughs> on. Uh, let's talk about last weekend. You came in Friday. We set up for Dragon Fest. Uh, Saturday was amazing. We should have started a little bit earlier because we yeah. just ran out of people. Uh, right to interview and things like that. It was it was great. We had Michael Jai White there, Gerald Nakamura, Eric Lee, uh T J Storm, uh Simon Ree, Art Camacho, Don Wilson, Cynthia Rothrock, Joe Montaigne. Uh it was amazing. They they figured I talked to Michael about it and they figured about three about 2,000 people at least attended Dragon Fest. And the day after, yeah, 2,000. And I bet the day after we had over 100 at the museum. Wow. Wow. That's nice. That's awesome. That's amazing. That's amazing. I was there. Yes, you were there. Yes. Yes, you were. Dan Ross says, hi, Rusty, Bob, and Kat. Yeah. Hey, Dan, we had some great interviews. We interviewed, uh, uh, okay, I can't remember who all, we interviewed Kempo Girl, uh, Alvar, Alvar Frank Akides, Trejo. Frank, oh, that was awesome. Frank Trejo. Frank Trejo oh, that was so cool. Himself. Yeah. Yes, and a great guy, funny. Oh, it was a great interview. We had so much fun. Yeah, and, it was uh, very cool. Then, then we went out to uh, dinner and had some Thai food with uh, Daryl and April Vidal. Afterwards, uh, John Gill, uh, Alan Woodman was there. Uh, the Reeds were there. Uh, Eve and I cannot remember their names. It's slipping me right now. 
But we had a yeah. great time. We had about ten of us, about fifteen of us, went out to dinner. Uh, yep, Sunday that was, was fun. cool. We brought in a bunch of people, bunch of restaurants. People donated food for Sunday, yep. mm-hmm. and you know Don and and uh, a bunch of people were there. It was a great day on Sunday. So I'm shy. It was awesome to me. It was. It was a wonderful time. Wow. Who else do we got watching? We got a bunch of people watching. We got Rich Boyce watching, saying hi, Bob and Rusty and Cat. Long time no talk. Hey, Rich. Lisa King, the, Lisa King, the Black the Widow. Black my, Widow. The Black Widow, my ninja sister from another mister, is watching. Gary Hernandez. And uh, he says, hello. Um, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? The term my sister from another mister. I know. Yeah, I, see, that was from another mister. I, I thought that was funny. I heard that, that earlier I, today. It's the first time I ever heard it. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. I heard it earlier today on, on yeah, and it's the first time I ever heard that. And I thought, oh, how clever. <laughs> yes, yeah, she is. She throws axes and knives. Yeah, so... Yeah, so I want I, I want I want her on our team for when the zombie apocalypse happens. Oh, so. absolutely! She is she is beautiful, nice inside and out. She's just a very very cool person to know, and I'm glad I can call her friend. Yeah, nice. And Who is this? Nice. Lisa King. Lisa King. Lisa King. Nice. Lisa King, my ninja sister from another mister. David Dorian I Ross. I people. Does that help? What's that? David Dorian Ross is watching. Woo! Yes. Yay! Woo! Woo! Hi, David. Yay. How you doing? Um, Michael Wonder, my buddy Michael Wonder is watching. Rich Boyce said, "I'm so disappointed I couldn't go to Dragon Fest." So, hey. So yeah, Dragon Fest plan for next year. We don't know when. It's going to be next year, but, you know, just know that it's going to happen probably in August again. David Dorian says, hello, you guys. Hello. Awesome. So, yeah, it was a, it was a great event, and uh, you were missed, Kat. You were missed. Everyone was asking about you. Yeah, yeah, I really missed going. I'm sorry I couldn't make it. That's okay. Duty call. Duty call. Next time. Oh, next time. Right on. Yeah. All right. Now oh, so a couple more move. things, Rusty. Oh, yeah, yeah, A couple yeah. more things. Well, I guess yeah. this goes on actually to your intro. Uh, I can't remember the date. I think it's the 19th or the 23rd. Next month, it's going to be the Art Camacho Rose at the Golden Dragon in Chinatown. Now, the reason I mention that is because I just read his book cover to cover. Mm-hmm. And, Great. And if they let me speak, I'm... Trying to pull some stuff out of of his book to use on him, like okay. for example, there's a, there's a story, and he told the story about his uncle when he told his uncle about his dreams, and his uncle sits him down and says, "You know what? You're you're not talented. You have no personality, and uh, you're not very attractive. So just go out and get a job instead of pursuing your dreams." And I'm thinking, I, I'm reading what his uncle's saying, you know, not attractive, no personality. And all I could think of was, huh, no shit. <laughs> uh, 
and he's also because you you know in independent films you know how much you have to beg for money uh-huh. during fundraising. He says he was known as the the grandmaster beggar, and not oh, only uh, his wife, and and not only by his wife. Oh man. That's- <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying these things on now to see if they work at all. <laughs> but it, it took a little bit. But I got it. I got it. <laughs> and and you know you know he worked with uh, Lee, Lee Major Jr., son of the great six million dollar man, on oh. one of his films. That means that that he, that he only got the three million dollar man. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There is, okay, that one's gonna work for me then. Okay, good. I got one that works. Well, that was really Ow. freaking loud. And here's another that one. Really that was loud. loud. That was loud. Here's another one. Okay. There you go. Not so bad. Oh, that. Imagine me, because I have to put gain up on this thing in order to hear you guys for some reason. So it, I think my eardrums are breaking oh. right now. So, yeah. No wonder that was so loud, yeah. Yeah. So that's the, happening. Uh, I don't know if they'll let me get up there and speak, but I'd like to put together a little bit based on Art. And now, Art told me, if anybody says anything nice about him, the night of his roast, they're getting thrown out. <laughs> he expects to be hammered. And that'll be part of my bit. My mother always told me, like when I did it with the USA Hall of Fame, you know, my mother always told me if I can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. But then Art right. comes across and says, you say anything nice, I'm throwing you out. Right. <laughs> right. Now, Rich Boyce says, I want one of those dynamic dojo hats. Well, you know what? You're going to have to talk to Bob about that because he's the one that made yeah, them. Yeah, I, I want one too. And Cat <laughs> wants one. We don't have one for Cat. How did we not no, get one we, for Cat? We did. I don't know where it is right now, though. It ended up here somewhere. I was looking at her shirt and there's Kathy on it. So I can't wear that one. Uh, you wait, still she have still my shirt? She, you still yeah. have her shirt? Oh. Yeah. Okay. No wonder I yeah. couldn't find the darn thing. <laughs> and that was I the reason. I had it. <laughs> oh, it. okay. You don't love me anymore. You don't love me anymore. Oh. I get it. Uh-huh. <laughs> but... I don't love you any less, though, Kat. Oh. Uh-huh. Nothing? God. Okay. I'm just bombing like hell tonight. <laughs> I've always loved you, Kat. You know that. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, it was a, do, it do was you, a cool... Hey, Rusty, do you still have that cricket sh- the cricket sound? Because I deserve it tonight. No, I don't have any crickets. Oh, okay. Oh. God, what a poor imitation. Oh, my God. I don't know okay, how to do good. a cricket. I, I don't know how to do a cricket sound either. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to go. Meep, meep. Okay. No, that's the Roadrunner. <laughs> that's the Roadrunner, right? <laughs> Okay, so so for those of you that didn't go to Dragon Fest, you really missed out. Jenny says she's going to try to plan to go next year. 
do. Do come out, Jeannie. Do come out. Let's see if we can get Donna to come out with you, too. Let's see if we can get Donna to come out. It was great. And it was great to meet everyone. It was great to, to meet John Gill and Dan Ross and everybody. It was so cool. All Damn, right. Steve Ross. And, oh, and tell, tell them about the auction. We had this really cool auction that you had. Oh, idea. yeah. Yes, we did this really cool auction where we auctioned off dinner with people. We auctioned off uh, Don the Dragon Wilson. We also auctioned off dinner with Cynthia Rothrock, um, uh, Simon Ree, and, oh, my God, help me out, Bob. Art, Art Camacho. Art Camacho. And Robert James Goldman, Lou. I think, right? Oh, wait, no, Robert no. Goldman was not. And James Liu, yeah. But... Robert and you know what's funny? I, <laughs> he did. He bought two. Andrew Vanelli bought two. And the funny thing is, Michael told me yesterday that he's going to have to watch your video again because he collected money from no one. And he doesn't know who won what. Oh, really? Yeah, so that well, video you took sound on like your anyone phone. Won anything. Well, yeah. Oh, it did. And Andrew won two. John, uh, Bob Goldman won two. And I think Steve Ross won the other one. Won the last one. Yeah, yeah. Steve Ross won one. So we're going to have to get on those guys about paying. So you guys, get with Michael and pay the my, man. That way you can my, get your my dinner wife, with... My, my <laughs> wife just looked at me, Rossi, and said, and gave me that wrinkled wife look and said, how could he not have collected any money? Right, especially from Robert. Yeah, right. But then again, you know, he's been pulled. He's always pulled like fifty different directions and stuff like that. So exactly. Go figure. No, but that was pretty cool. Not not get with Bob. Get with Michael Matsuda, you guys, and you know, since you won, go ahead and get your get your thing because it wasn't just for show. (laughs) It wasn't just for show. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. We're gonna, looks like we're not going to open the phone lines until 7. But, <laughs> in fact, you know what? Let's go ahead and skip the health news and let's, um, and let's go straight yeah, let's, into let's our... Let's skip the other stuff. Let's go into the discussion. Yeah, let's just do that. Let's just do that. Yeah. So, phone lines are open, folks. Phone lines are open. Our phone number here is 347 347- Six seven seven zero six nine nine three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. Cat and Bob and I are going to be talking about tenth degrees and titles, manners oh. in the dojo, and more. So give us a call Rusty, to join the do conversation. You, do you want to hear something weird? What's that? Something strange. My wife takes takes a day off on Wednesday. She's uh-huh. going to go up north with my son, my granddaughter, his girlfriend, and her family, and up to Carpinteria. It's okay. a nice beach city, about an hour from me. Well, okay. they, stop for, they stop for lunch. And there is a martial arts museum car sitting in the huh. parking lot. And, oh, wow. And my wife goes, oh, my God, that's Michael. This town is only like a mile long. Oh. oh. <laughs> she walks in. He's at the salad bar. Because she's seeing his wife and dog outside, and it's like, Michael, what are you doing here? So when I saw him yesterday, I, I said, so are you stalking my wife? <laughs> and they both, they both thought it was so weird to see each other several days after, dra- after Dragon Fest. 
at a totally unrelated place, miles yeah. from out. What and that's are where you went odds? for vacation. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what are the odds? That's pretty wild. All right. So, again, our phone number is 347-677-0699. Right down there, if you're watching us live, give us a call. We're talking about 10th degree titles like Soke, Sijo, whatever, and uh, Manners in the Dojo and more. So, Bob, tell me a little bit about uh, – well, we got I, I got this idea to do this show because Bob saw a thread on Facebook that uh, dealt with – Tenth degrees and stuff like that. Can you can you give us a little bit of uh, background on that? Well, because I haven't looked at that. All, well, all it said it was it was from Mark Shuey Senior, which we've known for a couple of years. He's a good friend of right. ours. And all all it said in the in in the status was tenth degree or sulky. What is the difference? And this thread exploded with com- and some wow. of the comments were were like. Several paragraphs. Wow, man! Yeah, it was it was nuts. <clears throat> I should go over there and see what uh, see what was said or whatever. But um, I mean, did you read any of them, Bob? I mean, give us give us a outlook on what what one short. You know, I was. I did, but I can't remember them. Uh, you know, they went into to the ego and the the egocentric people and and. Uh, you know, and of course the the nineteen year old grandmaster chimed in. You know that sort of thing. What really? There was a nineteen year old grandmaster that chimed in. <laughs> well, no, that's an over exaggeration because you know how oh. you and I feel about about oh, young grandmaster. That was a serious what WTF moment. Yeah, it was. But <laughs> but, but I'm sure, Chad, in your in your career, you've seen hundreds, if not thousands. Of twenty-five-year-old, twenty-six-year-old claiming tenth dan or a grandmaster as in their title. I wouldn't say thousands, but I've seen I've seen my share, and those share, are usually right. the ones who have promoted themselves and claimed that they're this, that, and whatever. And they know that they're fakes, but they put up this beautiful false bravado, and and everybody who doesn't know any better buys into it, which is unfortunate. Right. Yeah. It it really does hurt the ones who have who have worked very hard and earned their their title. It hurts. Right. It hurts everybody in that in the martial arts world who has integrity, who really does work hard, who really does deserve that title at some point in their lifetime. But you know, it happens in every profession, my friends. Uh huh. Yep. Now I'm I'm on the thread, and uh, okay, let's good. Just read a, let's just read a few of these comments. Um, Shihan Joseph uh, Slonsky says Asoke is a head of family Pretty much I was I was explaining right. to my own students that's Not right. necessarily in martial arts But in the corporate world And that's what I was explaining to my students Is that you know a lot of the titles And stuff like that You know are, are based on um, Like corp- corporate Or organizational type stuff You know like Kancho or Kaicho Or Soke in this In this um, uh, thing so it kind of means like captain or something right now right um so shihan Slonsky says asoke is head of family attempt don well that's a joke and the people who claim it are funny it's the comedy side of the martial arts now and um and uh some other person wrote why is tenth don a joke 
And another guy says, because there are more tenth dons than there are first dons. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, another person says, joke is a big word because there are many deserving grand masters. And uh, Shion Slonsky says, look around, you think I'm kidding? So many tenth dons. Yes, it's a joke. Only a very, very, very few should be sitting at that table. It's a political rank designed for hitting a system. But, oh, yeah, so many deserve it, right? That's a joke also. And um, <clears throat> someone else says, yeah, that's my point exactly. I know two temp dons. One has been training for 45 years and the other 35. To say they're a joke is a big statement. Wait, 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 wait. Well, we're going to get into that, folks, because, you know, <laughs> you know, to train for 35 years and be tenth done, I've got opinions about that. But, <laughs> and I bet Bob knows what my opinion is about that. It's not long enough. Um, right. But, right. Um, you know, uh, my 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 system, in, not my system, but the system that I had trained in, in Kung Fu San Tzu, uh-huh. when, when the Grandmaster who brought the art to America, when he uh-huh. passed, his grandson kind of took the helm, who, uh-huh. you know, didn't really take it seriously, didn't train that hard, but he, he just automatically adopted that title, which is unfortunate uh-huh. because, you know, he he's a poor representation of the art itself, and what uh-huh. it stands for, and the integrity that goes behind it, and everything else. Uh-huh. And it's unfortunate that he inherited that title as opposed to earning that title. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Now, the. Uh... Okay, so Rich Boyce has just called in. Hold on, Rich. Hold on just a second, okay? We'll get you on the air here in a second. Um. On your message, Rich, do me a favor and type in your area code, please, so I know which number's who. Okay? Thank you. All right. <clears throat> now, the great Dan Anderson had actually answered this this uh, this thread, and he says, um, "To me, tenth done is a lifetime achievement. After 50 years of continuous participation in the martial arts, I received mine." And coming from Grandmaster Alan Steen, it is no joke. I won't speak about others, but it's also, but it is up to them to live up to the standards. All right. Um, and everyone says that you know Grandmaster Dan has a um, has a long and illustrious body of work, which he does. I knew who he was when I was coming up in karate. Now, one other thing that I was trying to explain to my students because <clears throat> we were we were talking about the um, the differences between titles and rank between like Chinese martial arts and Japanese martial arts and I said well there 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 isn't really a, a difference as far as ranking if a Chinese art has ranking but only if and I said a lot of uh, a lot of the ranking is based on um, Japanese ranking and um, and if I remember correctly belt ranks actually started with Jigoro Kano of uh, judo when he was grading his students, uh, when he uh, formulated judo, and that the grading system actually comes from the game of Go. Go figure, right? Pretty cool. And I said that, like, you know, a lot of Japanese 
systems and, and um, uh, activities and stuff like that rank from um, from 10th to first class and then from first degree to 10th degree. Um, but usually, at least in the style of karate that I came from, there could only be one considered soke or, you know, super grandmaster or whatever at any one time. So, you know, I can see where people are saying that, you know, a bajillion tenth degrees in the world is a joke. Um, but there you go, right? Um, but with that said, though, um, let me get back on the thread. Let's go back on the thread. Um, now, here's a good question, you guys. Here's a good question. If no one is higher than tenth dawn, then how does one get promoted to it? <laughs> Wouldn't you guys wonder about that? <laughs> oh, you betcha. Well, yeah. you know, just like just like becoming a master in a style, other masters can promote you to master. So mm-hmm. I would assume that other tenth dons can promote you to tenth don, correct? Or no, no, ma'am, that is incorrect. They can only promote you one level be- below them. They cannot promote you equal. Well, hmm. so so how does well, one so, become a tenth don? Exactly. That that was our, our point. Is how do they get there? That's the question. Now, here's the thing: is like I, I can only speak from my style of karate that I came from. Um, the soke. Now, now we're getting into titles. Now, the soke of the Tokukan Karate where I came from. Um, he never held the rank of tenth don. Never. Um, he held he held the rank of, uh, if I remember correctly, because of people coming up and stuff like that. He held the rank of ninth, and even to this day, his successor, Soke Robert Hill, holds a ninth. And he's been doing martial arts for like fifty, you know, fifty five years or you know something like that. Um, and he. You know, and I think he knows he's probably not going to make that tenth don because it doesn't make sense. <clears throat> you know, since the soke himself was not even that rank, so you know it just it makes no sense in that aspect. But um, but let's let's uh let's take a different style. Um, Dose Pares, the Kakoi Kenyette style of Dose Pares. Um. Great Grandmaster Kenyette was graded as quote unquote twelfth don, which explains why there's some people out there right now that hold the tenth don. Um, now, some people might say, "Well, that's a load of bullshit." However, um, I was there when Grandmaster Kenyette decided to promote these people, and he did it specifically. So that the art would be carried on, and there would and there would be um, legitimate representatives of his style of Dose Paris still carrying the torch when he passed, and he's passed. <laughs> so, but there still begs the question, you know, how does someone get to that uh, get to that um, to that rank? Now, I was talking to somebody the other day. Was it you, Kat? 
about who promotes masters to ma- who, who, who promotes people to master? Is that right. you? Right. Okay. Uh, I did mention that. Yes. Or who who promotes the tenth stand to a tenth tenth stand? Right. But then there was. I, mean, uh, I think you want to go ahead. No, go ahead. But I think we were also talking about well, what promotes anyone to a master. You know, not necessarily right. tenth dawn, but like a master, right? You know, and again, that that differs from art to art. You know, it's not universal exactly. all the way yeah. around, right? What what promotes someone to master? And you know, some people will say, well, you have to be certified. Well, <laughs> okay, but you know, who does the certifying, right? And um, and in some arts, like like in my case, Tai Chi and Wu Chu. You know the the recognition of your status as a master comes if your own master introduces introduces you to other masters as a master and presents you to them, introducing you as such. There is no certificate, and there is no you know fancy belt with fifty stripes on it or anything like that. It's, you know it, it becomes something that is um, community. In, in, in a way, community bestowed, is that the word I'm looking for? Is bestowed by the community. But, you know, some other people would beg the difference and say, well, if it's bestowed by the community and there's no certificate, then it's, it's no voice. You know? <laughs> and it's like, really? <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. And uh, I also mentioned that uh, that uh, a subject like this becomes a can of worms, Bob, because I saw your post in there. Thanks for opening a can of worms for <laughs> that, kind of, that, that post. It, it becomes yeah. a controversy only because there are people out there that think that their opinion is universal and that their way is the correct way. And if anyone else does anything different, then everyone else is full of shit. So, you know, that's why, that's why I think it's a controversy sometimes. But but let's go back to this thread, shall we? We shall. Um, let's see here. Someone asks, what is a 14th dawn? <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> now, some other person says, to me, a 10th degree black belt is someone that's, that is a founder of their style and someone that is probably in their 70s or 80s. For sure, the ninth degree black belt all the way down to fifth degree black belt is just people that I've got a rank that what? I don't know what this meant. Let me read this again. That makes no sense. Um, for sure, the ninth black belt all the way down to fifth black belt is just people that I've got a rank that was given to them for doing things in martial arts. What? Oh, so honorary. I think he. I think he's talking about honorary um, black belt. No, fifth degree is not an honorary black belt. But um, oh, what happened? I lost the thread. Let me go back down here. But um, I didn't understand that comment anyway. So <laughs> we're going to skip it. Um, let's see. Where'd it go? lost the comment. There's like a bajillion comments on here. There's like 30 and then people that are commenting under it. 
Um, oh, and then uh, someone brought up uh, brought up uh, the name of an art that they think is one of the worst organized federations in the world, as they started giving 11th and 12th dons. Um, wow. And here we go. Um, <clears throat> guy named Jordan says, um, in answer to the gentleman that says, look around, you think I'm kidding? There's so many tents on. Um, and uh, Jordan says, yeah, that's my point. You should be training at least 45 years or something like that in order for anything close to that. Um, but... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. So someone says, I know several 10th on grandmasters. They've all been training for decades. Jeff Smith was the first light heavyweight champ in the history of karate. Joe Corley had hosted the Battle of Atlanta since 1970. They both were first dons in the 1960s. They both were promoted to 10th don last year. Both are still teaching. How long have you been training? Maybe you should go spar some grandmasters. I know. Maybe you're jealous. Oops. <laughs> Wow, really? And Shihan Slonsky says, buddy, that's his name, buddy, you have no idea who you're talking to. <laughs> it's like, wow. <laughs> okay. And I guess buddy brought up kickboxing, having to do with traditional rank or something, blah, blah, blah. Um, and buddy says, I've been training. to do with traditional rank? I, I don't know what he was saying. But Buddy says, I've been training since 1960. He says, I've been training since 1967. I am first on. Does it sound like I'm, in a, like I'm in a good old boy group? Do you think I'm one bit concerned about climbing the Don ladder? My main concern is teaching young people how to be better people. I'm not thinking of others' rank. I've never cared about what someone's rank is. I respect higher rank. That's all. The 10th Dons I know earned every stripe on that belt. Um. And he, and then Shihan says, well, that's real. You are a high level. And that's why I say very few get that rank. I'm not telling you guys anything you don't know. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, so with that said, you know, I guess Grandmaster Shui's question is 10th Dawn and Soke. And well, he goes, like, what exactly is a 10th Dawn? What is a Soke? Is there a difference? Let's hear from Bob on this one real quick. Let's talk about what one, the one gentleman said, which I tend to tend to agree and disagree at the same time, because he said 10th dance, dance are the founder should be the founders of the system. I disagree only to the point of they are the founders or the inheritors of said system. A tenth don should be, you mean, or the title? Yeah, okay. that's that's what tenth don should be. Which it will go in line with the title soke, whether it be soke or nidai soke, sandai soke, etc. First generation, second generation, third generation, etc. Right, right. Those well, are the, that, those are the true tenth dons. Right. Um, yeah, and and at that point, people should just be called soke because you know the. Sandai, Yandai, Godai, and stuff like that is a formality. But um, 
was I going to say here? I forgot what I was going to say. I hate it when that happens. So let's go to Kat. Kat, <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? Dang, I'm having a day today. Oh, my God. You are having a day today. Um, honestly, I can't say I know much about the culture because I, from what I'm gathering, from the little information that I received from you earlier today, was, you know, Soke is somebody who kind of grows into that title um, by the community and by his experience. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's not something that's necessarily presented in a big ceremony, although it could be. It's just mm-hmm. something that is accepted and known and and is the truth of of this person. Um right. which, you know, I can I can completely respect. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily something that they go around touting and promoting themselves to this rank because they've created some art and now they're it's okay. It's something that's right. been accepted communally, you know, and everybody yeah. says, Well, you know what, we all agree that this person deserves this and He's been doing it for this this long, and we have so many instructors under him, and he deserves this because he's right. done he's done a lot for that art and that community in that art, and uh, it's you know everyone likes to know that there's a good leader in their group, and right. a leader that they can all respect, a leader that they can look up to, a leader that they can learn from, a leader that they can you know aspire to be like. Mm-hmm. So. I say there's an awful lot of Americans who are feel pretty self-important and put themselves in those positions, and are they that person that can be respected and admired and liked and and well-known? Are mm-hmm. they that person? Only they can answer that. That's a good that yeah that's a good question because you know I've met and heard of people that will you know, maybe after, you know, 20 years of practice or whatever, open a school. And because they founded that school, they assume that they are soke, right? But, you know, right. if you, yeah, but if you take a, take it, let's, let's just say karate, for example. So if you're teaching karate and then you open uh, in a community center or something, then you open your own school. Um, now, from a, Technical corporate point of view, could you be called soke? Well, technically, but chief would probably be a better term, like kanto or something like that, or honto. Um, that would probably be a better term. Um, but I was brought up with the um, with the knowledge that that in order to be a soke, that that system or style you know, has to be enough of an offshoot and not an exact duplicate of the art they had been teaching, right? Sort of an offshoot. And there had to be, you know, some generations under you, mainly because, you know, it would make no sense to, for example, it would make no sense for me to have a child. And when that child is like five years old, you know, asking people to call me grandma when my child has not had a, has has not had children. So it's kind of like that. It's like, you know, I was brought up with that knowledge that, you know, you have to have a little bit of generation under you to be considered a soke of that system. But until then, you are sensei or shihan or whatever, right? Um, 
But there are a lot I of guess. people that just think, yeah. But I guess there are a lot uh, of people out look, there that open schools and think that they're, you know, okay. But go ahead, Kat. You know, I opened my first school when I was 19 years old, and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. But, <laughs> um, you know, 34 years later of teaching, 34 years later of teaching, you know, have I developed a style that, you know, is more geared toward, um, you know, it's it's an eclectic approach to what I teach, but, you know, and I have people under me who do teach that, but mm-hmm. I don't consider myself that rank of a soke, of somebody who's created a style and have generations of people teaching it under, teaching what I do. I, I don't see that. I just see that I develop something according to what I've learned and just kind of right. mix things in there because of the different things that I've learned. And, you know, I have some people who are teaching it, but I don't see myself as some creator of a system, creator of an art. Hell, I'm only 53, shit. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> yeah, I fall right? into that category. Exactly, exactly. And that's um, that's kind of the point I was making was that, you know, there are a lot of people that have studied, you know, a very long time and don't and don't consider themselves okay. Now, if the community gives them the, that particular um, uh, that particular title, um, then okay, so be it, you know. But you know, those don't, those same people, you know, will still call themselves sensei, right? You know, because you know, just like you, you know, I I have my own way of doing things, and I have my own system of, of, of how I teach what I've learned from all of my teachers. Um, but I, I can't say that I'm a, a soke or a sijo or anything like that because I'm just teaching. That's my mindset. And uh, But like you said earlier, there might be some people that just feel that self-important to have to tack on that title and tack it on themselves I, as opposed to having other people recognize it. Or as opposed I to having their own right. kind of, and If we could put it this way, I mean, we're not the rank please. This is just a discussion amongst friends. Yeah. You, yeah. You've got so many that you've got so many students that that maybe they're studying karate and they're studying jujitsu, and they think because now they they call it kurjitsu. It's a new style, so they become <laughs> sulky because they put the two styles together and made up their own word. Right, right, right. However, what you know, I mean, let's, look, let's know. Well, let's look at Kajukenbo. That's a perfect example okay. of what you're talking about. Oh, yes, it is. But, uh-huh. but it's a perfect example, right? But see, we recognize Adriano Emperado as our sigil. Now, there were five founders. Right, but we consider him our Sijo because he was the main man that orchestrated the whole the whole gathering of those five people and and uh, orchestrated the Black right. Belt Society, which is now you know hundreds and hundreds of teaching black belts and that have black belts under them and stuff like that. But you know, I'm pretty sure that up until you know that title Sijo was 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 something that he was known by, but he was called Sensei and or Shifu. Um, but, you know, 
like generations and generations of people that came up under him before, you know, before that title was something that he was known by. Um, now, you know, is that bullshit? You know, it's, you know, it's, a, it's you know, so it's kind of, it's, a, it's interesting how, you know, how it might work with one style, but not, you know, with another or whatever, but, you know, but, you know, in the case of what you're talking about, Bob, you know, people that just haphazardly just mix stuff together in like, you know, you know, two weeks after like learning shit on YouTube or something like that and calling themselves Soke of their style or Sijo of their style or founder of their style. It's like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, Kurjutsu. That looks funny, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I can think of. Look at it. Look at it this way. I mean, people who who have studied various martial arts and then they create their own style and then they and, and those in America and then they teach that style and eventually they get black belts who who understand that style. Maybe, just maybe, they don't understand the Japanese culture of that, and they don't see any problem with calling themselves soke, because yeah, in their mind, you know, they're not cognizant of the of that culture of of growing into that as opposed to just deciding that you are that. Oh well, that's a good. Maybe they point. don't. Maybe they don't know any better, and they're figuring, so, well, you so know what, Cal- I've been doing the system for this long, and I've got people teaching the system now, and so why not? Why can't I be called Soke, creator of the system? So so you think it's more of an act of ignorance on the cultural part? Possibly. Possibly, Possibly. Possibly. okay. It depends on what they make, started with. That makes sense, though. Is an, it's an ignorance. And remember, ignorance does not mean stupid. Ignorance means not knowing. So exactly. they don't Correct. know the cultural. Right. I know. But then I would. But sometimes when somebody hears the term ignorance, they think, oh, that means you're calling me stupid. Right. No. You're, no. Ignorant, you're yeah. ignorant of that topic, of that right, exactly. subject. Yeah. Which means you're just uneducated in it. That's all. Uneducated. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And if they think the word ig- ignorant means stupid, then. Then in a way, <laughs> they are. <laughs> then they need to open oh, that, up a goddamn dictionary was, and read it. That was bad, Rusty. That, that was, was bad. That was bad. That was bad. But you know, but you know, let's just say that you know someone is ignorant to the the tradition, the the traditions of uh, Japanese ranking and the cultural aspects of it, or the cultural familial terms of Chinese uh, ranking then I would have to almost question the style that they were learning. If, if someone's learning karate and they don't know much about the culture, you know, other than, you know, Kyotsuke Rei, bow here, bow here, bow here, Shinjimi Rei, you know, that kind of thing, then right. that'll make me wonder about that art that they were learning, you know. <laughs> but that's just me. I, I got to tell me. you, I got to tell you, Rusty, Kung Fu San Tzu was not based in a traditional cultural art. It was, you know, it was an art that was formed from several several systems, and 
let's just say the man who brought it to America was, you know, a bit of a bad boy and didn't uh-huh. uh, didn't didn't adhere to that culture. So right. he comes to America, and he has, you know, he has the system because he stole all the books and brought them here to America. So he has the system that he is teaching. And, you know, everybody, everybody who, I guarantee you, everyone who's taken that system that he brought over and they've changed it to suit what they feel is best. Mm-hmm. Cool. But, you know, there are people who've been involved in the arts since, since it was first brought here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they can say that, mm-hmm. you know, they, they can be a soke. If, if you're going to put it that way, I am the creator of this art. Right. Right. They didn't. They didn't come from that culture. Kung Fu Slanty did definitely did not come from that culture. Mhm. Yeah. Right. So you know, and I think the reason why you know this kind of topic, like I said earlier, is it can be a hotbed. Is that you know there are arts like we're talking about Kung Fu Slanty. There are art and like Kajikambo. There are arts that um that kind of follow a different whatever, based on, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, that follow a different path based on the origin of the art. Now, in terms of traditional art, like, you know, and stuff like that, that's the nice idea of or whatever, and they, you know, call themselves okay of school because they decided to add, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu to it, right? Um and then they claim, oh, I didn't know that I couldn't call myself Soke when they're still teaching unadulterated Goju-ru, right? If they're, see what I'm talking about? If they're teaching Goju-ru or something and they call themselves Soke, then it kind of makes me wonder, well, why didn't you know that? You know, it's about, it's about as a right. traditional art as there is, you know? As there is, right. Now, we have, yeah, we have a caller. Um, let's go ahead. <laughs> Yes, I know I'm picking up a little bit. <laughs> yes, um, I think I, I think I know I'm picking up a little bit. Let's go ahead and go ahead and take a call. I think we've got our buddy Rich Voice on the line with us. Rich, how you doing there, buddy? Hey guys. Hey. Hey Rusty. Hey Bob. Hey Kathy. How are you guys? Good. good. How are you? Um, first of all, yeah, like I said, um. In the comments, I'm really disappointed I couldn't make it to to the, to a Dragon Fest, but oh, uh, okay. next year. Me, next yeah. year. Me too. Yeah, definitely. We'll see you next yeah. year. And um, and Bob, I'll, Bob, afterwards I want to talk to you about getting a hat from you and <laughs> um, and an hey, autograph from I you, Cappy. Not before I get and one, essay. <laughs> yes, that is true. You you must get one before before me. I agree. But I also want an autograph from you, Kathy, because you're one of my heroes. Oh, bless your heart. Thank Aww. you. Aww. 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 Yeah. Um, I th- I actually th- I actually I actually talk about you a lot, Kathy. <laughs> um, yeah. You know. Um. Anyways, on the topic. I'm very, I'm very cut and dry when it comes to this topic. Um, a founder should only be a tenth degree, point blank. Um, why? Because that's, you know, for example, my system that I, that, that my that my foundation is in 
is American Kempo. Founding mm-hmm. Grandmaster Ed, Edmund K. Parker was the, was the founder and came from Hawaii and he learned several different systems. And then he formed American Kempo Karate in a way that was uh, designed for the, for the times of day. Uh, and it was specifically designed to, to defend against street attacks. Specifically designed to defend against street attacks. Um, right. And like I said, for the times of days, and, and adapts to, and American, American Kenpo adapts to each individual person. Okay? If so, I, Mike, if, if I taught you, Kathy, American Kenpo, your Kenpo is not going to be exactly like mine. However, as far as the, the, the degrees and the the um, the titles, you know, on um, uh, Rusty, I sent you on on uh, via messenger a picture of um, of the ranking system in American Kenpo, um, uh-huh. and um, the tenth degree is on. Um, it, it actually states that it's that it's specifically for the the founder, and it, uh-huh. and it, um. Now there are individuals. There's a lot, especially in the American Kenpo. There's a lot of the tenth degree uh, guys out there. Um, I don't agree with it, but it's politics. Like you know, like was said, politics is a dangerous topic for any for any kind of any any subject, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I really feel that um, there are certain individuals that wear the tenth degree as a way to honor Mr. Parker and and not because they're claiming, you know, founder, but that but they're claiming um, you know, um, you know, the best the best able to represent the system the way Mr. Parker would want it. Right. You know, because Mr. Parker didn't um um bestow a um an accessor. He did not. Not not Mr. Speakman, not Larry Tatum, not um, not anybody. Nobody. Nobody was his successor. There's a lot of people uh-huh. who claim that, but there's a lot. Right. Of, but um, but but really, nobody. Nobody was um, was had that happen. And, and Mr. Parker, before he died, he specifically did it that way. He did things that would make it impossible for someone to be an accessor because he wanted it to be his system, but just adapt. Don't change it. Just adapt and and um and basically mold it to your own ability. Right. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, I have a question, and I know you're pretty cut and dry yeah. on it. That you know, ten degrees, you know, should be. That's okay. Should only be ten degrees. But are you talking that you think that anyone in any martial art? Should be at ten no. degree before they're a soke or only in American Kempo? No. No. Um all right, so I, I the only thing I agree upon is that if um you know if there's a tenth degree that really does deserve it between mm-hmm. his spirit his spiritual training, um, you know, the principles they adhere to the principles, you know, the mm-hmm. physical training the mindset, the way they live their life, everything, mm-hmm. you know, out, you know, on um, if they really have earned it and deserve it, um, there should be a board that may that decides that. Not one person but a board 
like, uh, right. like, like the, the, the like five or ten of the top people in the system should make that decision. Okay. You know, together, like you mm-hmm. know, like a voting thing. You right. know, um, and pros and cons about it. You know, and and all of that. I that's 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 my that's my take. You know, um, for for all systems generally. Cool. All right. Now, um, well, uh, I mean, um, Bob and Kathy, what are your thoughts about about that? I about that. What I just said. Um. Honestly, I don't know much about the culture, and and you know, I, I've been I've been given a brief explanation of Soke versus Tenstan. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I I. I hate politics. I hate getting involved in politics. I think that, um, you know, if there's an amount of respect and admiration and loyalty to to an instructor who's created a system and the community and all the community agrees that 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 person should be a soke, then I can see it. But, again, I don't really know the culture and how that works. Um, mm-hmm. So it's difficult for me to place an opinion on it. I do know that, right. you know, there are people who create a system, good, better, and different, it doesn't matter what the system is, and they'll, they'll you got to look at who the person is who decides he's a soke. Is he right. Right. Uh, highly insecure? Is he is he stuck up? Is he snobbish? Is he so self-absorbed and self-important and self that you that you look at him and you go, okay, I don't know who the hell you are, but you don't uh, you're missing the point. Right. Yeah. If he's that kind of person, then he doesn't deserve it. If he's the kind of person that you know is is practicing humility while teaching and while caring and while elevating people and doing doing what he can for his community, meaning the martial arts community that he's involved in, and the community agrees that he should be, then, okay, I have no problem with that. I mean, uh-huh. do you really have to <clears throat> adhere to a technicality? Again, I'm not big on politics, but if they don't deserve it all the way all across the board, then there's no point in giving it to them. If they can appoint it to I totally them, agree. And and nobody agrees with it, then nobody should agree with it. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, it all depends on the individual. Well said. I, I yeah, definitely well said, and and I totally agree. With it. And, and I like your bluntness, by the way. You're very blunt. <laughs> yeah, I just call it as I see it. You know. Yeah, and that's the way it should be. <laughs> now, John Lupo says. To me, if you earn the respect of your students and teach them well, then in my opinion, they're the ones who give you the title of master or soke or what have you. So that's what he says. Now, you Michael know, Wonder wants... I, 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 I have to say I, I kind of agree with that. Um, okay. I, and the only reason why I agree with that was because um, now I'm a fourth degree black belt in American Temple. I've been I've been a fourth degree for well over seven years, okay. Uh-huh. Um, and because I I feel I'm not ready for six, um, uh-huh. 
there's a lot of variables in it you know, in, in that reason. But anyways, um, now the title of a force in American Kenpo, strictly American Kenpo, is senior instructor. Now, um, because I've because I have shown so much effort and, and willingness and um, and I and, and all the years of teaching, um, several individuals who um, who have you know who do ha- and who have earned that title, you know, sensei or soke, you know, um, sifu or whatever you have, you, um, they have uh, they started calling me sensei, you know, sensei rich place. So mm-hmm. when I when I discuss my official rank, I always say senior instructor. Um, but I'm grateful that they decided to call me Sensei Rich Boyce. Um, mm-hmm. I do it as a, I call myself Sensei Rich Boyce as, as because I'm because I was honored that many. You know what I'm saying? But technicalities, I make it very clear. I'm a I'm a senior instructor. Right. Yeah, but it's because I was called that by other individuals. You know, that's why I that's why I like because certain things I say since they rich place. You know. Yeah. But so that person who has said who said that of the comment, I have to agree with that on some level. Well, yeah, you know, because because what was I going to say about this? You know the. This is the discussion, like Bob was saying, is that, you know, we're all talking about this amongst friends. And earlier I was saying that, you know, the, the subject becomes an issue of controversy only because people think that the requirements from their own system should be the only factors that, that determine ranks and titles and stuff like that. Whereas, you know, they might not know about the, the, uh, origins of other styles and stuff like that. So, for example, you right. know, someone said, well, a soke should only be 10th degree. Well, the soke of my karate system that, that I came up under, the Kokukan karate, when he came over here to the States on his work visa, you know, he was only like the third or fourth degree, right? Taught some people and stuff like that and got some got some uh, generations under him and stuff like that. And it was that community, that karate community that gave him that title. Now, he had to go back to Japan because of some issue with his visa. And he never came back to the States, ever. And he was still known as Soke. And there was, like, this big, you know, thing about, okay, well, you know, here are all these other people that have been practicing Karate, that style of karate, for about as long as as Shinan Yoichi Nakachi did when he came to the states. Do we keep those guys at fourth dawn or fifth dawn, or should we move forward? It was a it was a big thing where they had to go. Okay, well, you know, the board had to decide. Well, you know, he's soke, so we're gonna have to upgrade people. Otherwise, people are just going to stay at fourth dawn, yon dawn, or go dawn, right? Um, right? So with that said, the community promoted Nakachi uh, Shihan to, I forgot what right. rank he, he, he got, right? And now, you know, the, the current, the current uh, lineage holder, Shihan Robert Hill, or Soke Robert Hill, 
you know, now carries that same rank. Um, and everyone else got bumped up accordingly based on their years, based on their, um, uh, based on their contributions to society and, and stuff like that. So, you know, for, for, for people to say, well, you have to be 10th degree to do it. It's okay. It's, you know, I would venture to say that, you know, it would, it, it depends on a lot of things and not one, there's not one hard and fast rule, um, that, you know, but the rank police come out anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So, um, you know, quick I gotta bit, say, in- oh, go ahead. Um, real quick, Michael Wonder um, has a question. He says, can someone explain what a red belt is in American tempo? So, Rich, can you answer that for us? Where does red belt fall into the ranking? Is there a red so belt? So, basically, all right, so a red belt, um, there's a few individuals that that decided to wear a red belt um, because they didn't want to um, to wear the tenth degree, uh, the black belt with the with the two red blocks. The two red blocks mean um, tenth degree. For example, okay. I'm not going to name the name, but um, there's an individual who I have a very high respect for. He wears the tenth. The he wears a um, um he wears a, a red belt, but with a black on. Um, with with two black um, blocks, mm-hmm. so he reversed it. In, instead of a, a black belt with two red blocks, he's wearing a red belt with two black blocks, and that is a way to uh, to respect Mr. Parker. That was hit on. Um, that's that that um, that I may be wrong, but that's what I've been told. That's why he on on, but on. Like I said, I'm I'm a fourth degree. There's a lot of information that I don't know. Um, you know, again, it's the politics, and I hate the politics, especially with American Kendall, because it just that just it just divides instead of actually um, unite. You know, right. Um, right. The the flame should be passed, you know, peacefully and with honor and respect instead of the bickering and arguing and you know um, who's better than who or who should have what. You know, right. um, again, American Kenbo is about adaption. Um, it, it adapts to the times. It adapts to each person, um, molded, you know, and fitted for each individual. Um, you know, um, so like, you know, no, no tempo is the right tempo. Everybody's tempo is every individual's tempo is the right way. So like, um, that's why I don't get into the politics. But again, like I said. That that's from my understanding of the belt mm-hmm. okay. of that particular awesome. belt. Thank you for thank you for that. Now let's see. We had a question that that came in through the ticker. Let me uh, go back to the question here. It was uh, it, it's actually this question actually comes at a good time because it actually goes into the next subject that we're going to be discussing here, and that is uh, along the lines of manners in the dojo <laughs> and this person writes I would like to hear a show or commentary on the subject of martial of martial artists view of their practice as a hobby or a lifestyle and are they willing to protect others with their martial art is there 
is that a relevant topic for the show? Well, in terms of hobby or a lifestyle, that's uh, kind of, sort of, in a weird way, kind of goes into our dojo manners discussion. (laughs) So, why don't we do this? Let's go ahead and switch gears, and let's talk about this subject. Now, when it comes to uh, manners in the dojo, or the kun, or the dojang, or the stable, or wherever you're, wherever you're training, you know, we all know that there, uh, that there are certain rules that each school individual follows, and, and the rules may not be the same for every school. We all know that, right? Can we agree on that? Correct. Yeah. Are we agree oh, yeah. on that? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, you sure. know, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> don't sound so enthused, Kat. <laughs> sound any more enthused, I'm going to have to get you more coffee now. <laughs> no, I'm but good. We're not. Coffee, coffee, oh, coffee. Good. Java, Java, Java. Yeah, Java, Java, Java. <laughs> So, you know, we're not necessarily talking about, you know, the formalities like bow at the dojo door and wear your gi pressed. And this. we're not talking about that right now because, you know, each school has their own rules. What we kind of want to go into is the, I guess, hmm, how would I put this? I guess manners for how you apply your training in the dojo, how you listen to your instructor, how you apply correction how you approach your training the mindset and all that other all that other kind of stuff so does that fall under manners or does it fall under self-discipline and integrity well it kind it it kind of falls into all of that because you know i was brought up in in all the schools that i was brought up in that you know if you in order to be a good martial artist you had to have good manners one of the manners and one of the arts that I that I learned was that, and it, it's actually written in in the uh, in the rules or in the what we call the wuda or the the, the martial uh, ethics, right? And it says, always do your best, regardless of your capability of understanding the subject. Never complain about being tired, and always strive for your personal best, something like that. I, you know, I'm kind of rephrasing it, right? But right. that was the idea. It was good manners to try your best. If you were going to be lazy, then that was disrespectful. And it showed that you had no self-discipline and, and it reflected on the teacher and that's not good manners and stuff like that. So does self-discipline and integrity fall into good manners in that aspect well in 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 that case it did because we had to try our best and we couldn't whine we couldn't you know oh yeah you broke my ankle (laughs) you know (laughs) that reminds me that reminds me on on when uh a couple years ago i went to a a a a kenpo camp um, um, well, summit, a Kenpo summit in Hartford here in Connecticut. Um, and there was like, I think 17 seminars. In fact, Bill's before Wallace was one of them. And, um, I had, 
Now, for five years, I've had a, a major back injury. Um, I recently had surgery to fix it, but however, at the time, I was, stay with me. I'm here. Hello. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. How's that? How's that? Oh, Rusty, you, you sound far you, away. Yeah. What? Um, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. But but how do I? Okay, there you are. Here I am. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> all right. So, um, I had um, I had that pain, and I was in the peak of the pain, but I was for the, for both days. I went to every single seminar no matter what and I was up front and I in fact became I ended up was was a was a Yuki for every single individual that was teaching the seminar why <laughs> and and, it, and and believe me I was a hurting unit when I was coming home but why somebody even asked me are you a glutton a glutton for punishment and I was and I said to myself well um no but then I and I answered that person. I said no, because I must give it my all, no matter what. Right. No matter what, and I must exactly. give it my all. It's the martial way. Right. And I'm a fourth degree black belt. I must show the under, the, the underbelts what it takes to be a fourth degree. Right. And that exactly. old saying, "No pain, no gain." I'm not going to learn You're nothing if I choir, don't go to. Yeah, yeah we, I, we I, I know. <laughs> yeah, we get it. <laughs> we get it, but it's good for it's good for you know students that are that are listening. Well, I was saying that I was more more or less not saying it to you guys, but more or less saying it to listeners and, and whatnot. <laughs> right, right. I cool. I see all the time now, just in schools where I teach, where they have a uh, an ouch. Oh, this my toe hurts. Um, I'm gonna sit out. Oh no, you're not. It's just is it, is it hurt or is it injured? And I look at them. Is it hurt or is it injured? And they go, Oh, it just hurts. I said, We'll get back in. Right. And I, right. I won't yeah. take that. <laughs> yeah. And none of my instructors took it either. You know, like well, one of my instructors said, you know, unless you're carrying your coffin, you know, you get to class, or unless you know you absolutely cannot stand. But even then, I was still coming to class with, you know, 103 degree temperature, fainting on the floor, you know, with a fever, because I, that was yep. how I was raised. Now, people would say, well, that's not healthy, you know, and, and you know, you can sue the dojo for demanding that you that you come in. <laughs> I know. And it's not, right? <laughs> we live in a sue-happy society. And, but, you know, at that time, and we all we all know that time. At that time, there was no no thought about suing the dojo because, you know, if you were going to do a warrior art, then freaking stand up and be a warrior. You know, don't be whining about, yep. you know, I've got like a 20, you know, I've got like a, a 100.1 fever or something like that. I got a sore throat. I can't go to class. Whine, whine, whine. You know, I fought my first two <laughs> world title fights with broken ribs going into the fight. They were already broken. Oh, and, that's right. You know, that's so, right. really, I mean, how, who's going to pass up a chance at a world title? Who cares if I had broken ribs? Who cares? It's a chance right. at a world title. Right. 
Exactly. Yeah, I, I did my exactly. black belt test for Aikido with a with a sprained, badly sprained ankle. I didn't care. I, I taped it up and did the test anyway. I didn't yeah. care. You know, yeah. you know, and that those kind of people are hard to find these days because, you know, if you want something badly enough, it doesn't matter what happens, you do it anyway. Exactly. Exactly, and I'm pretty sure we all have stories about about that. But then, on the other hand, you've got people that you know will will cave to that excuse to make it easier for them. Like like you said, like my toe hurts, I'm gonna sit out, or I'm tired, I'm gonna sit out. You know, I can't come to class <laughs> I'm because I'm tired. Yeah, if I hear that, if I hear here's that, a good, here's a good one. If I hear Here's that a good one. Test, sit down. Do not pass go. You fail. Period. Period. Here's a good one. We did this. Here's a good one. We did this 20 times already. Yeah, we're going to do it 100 oh more times. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. But we already did this last week. What? <sighs> what's, what's worse is, okay, do you know this technique? No. Then why are you wanting to learn a new one? You don't exactly. even know the technique you learned last week. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Crazy. And you're gonna and you want a new one? No, we're not brown bagging it. No, it's not to go. Yeah. I'll take yeah. I'll take that to go, please. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll take that McDojo to go. Take that McDojo to go. Now, so you know, it's, you know, it's funny. It's not funny, haha. But it, you know, it just goes to show that you know. In order, in order to be at your best manner in any martial arts, you have to have that sense of discipline. You have to have that sense of integrity, and you have that that you have to have that sense of go get itness, for lack of a better term, and not let anything stand in your way. Not you know, well, you know, if I got hit by a bus and I'm on a stretcher, then of course, you know, if I don't show up to class, I would imagine that you know my teachers would understand, but that's getting hit by a bus. (laughs) You know, I, I cut my finger, you know, my hair hurts. What? I heard that once. I, this is no joke. My hair hurts. That's amazing. That's amazing. What? My hair hurts. (laughs) How about you let down your, let down, let down your damn ponytail. What? My hair hurts. What? You know? I'll make sure that doesn't hurt anymore. How about I pull it for you? You know? I'm just like, really? Really? You know? Can't come to class. I got a source of it. Really? Really? Do you have a fever? Well, no. Well, then come on in. You know? You know, we used to call, Take like, ibuprofen. Take a sake. Well, yeah. Take a hold or get your in class. Yeah, or Ricola or Halls or whatever. <laughs> I call ibuprofen. And Hall Dojo Candy. It's Dojo Candy. And another friend of mine calls it Circus Candy because, you know, if you're a circus performer, you got to show up no matter what. <laughs> right? It's like, got a source I remember, I remember one time, I remember one time I, I did a whole weekend of, um, of competing. And, um, and then the Monday, I went straight to class. I was extremely yep. tired and mm-hmm. went straight to class. Like, and I was like, fifteen. Fifteen. Right on. You know, like, but like these adults, you know, like complaining, you're an adult. Like, get over it. <laughs> right, right, 
exactly. So yeah, di- di- discipline and and I guess you know, I mean, I guess that would, you know, set people apart from the people that that go through the ranks and, and get their black belt, you know, rather than the people that. Um, look at that as a hobby. So getting back to what our friend John had asked about, you know, talking about whether or not, <laughs> whether or not um, the practice is just a hobby or a lifestyle, you know, um, it's all based on, on the effort or quote unquote, the manners that you put in the dojo. You want to be successful? You only, you know, what's that saying? You only get out of something what you put in? Is that how that works? Yeah. Yeah, but you got to know that there are some people who just, you know, maybe want to have an extracurricular activity, and they kind of enjoy doing a little bit of martial arts, but it's not, a, it's not their passion. It's not their life. Right. It's not their lifestyle. And that's okay, right. too. There's nothing that's wrong okay. with that. That's okay. That is. There's nothing right. wrong with getting into it for the cultural aspect or or what have you, or the recreational aspect and stuff. Um, is it wrong to think? Is it wrong to think that you know, in order to be a martial artist, that you should um, adhere to the martial way of of, uh, of it being, you know, and everything you do, the mind, the body, and the spirit all together, like combined, like combined. Is it wrong to think that? It's not. It's Go not ahead, wrong Kat. to think that. However, <laughs> however. Martial arts is not for everyone. If it were for everyone, everyone would be doing it. It's not for everyone. Uh It's for those remarkable few. And those remarkable few make the rule. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say the same thing, but you sighed first. (laughs) Yeah. You're one of those remarkable few. Bless you. (laughs) I appreciate that. You know, there's many of us. But in the grand spectrum of the world, if you think about if you look at the population of the world, we're just a very few. Very few. You know, just like the elite athletes, the the Olympians and the world champions of anything, those are the elite few. Those are few. And when you look at martial arts and you compare us to the population of the world, yeah, we're not many Uh at all. Right. Exactly. You know, so, you know, in answer to that question, you know, talking about hobby versus lifestyle, you know, I guess I'm going to have to ask, uh, I'm going to have to ask this person, John, are you talking in terms of, you know, is it a requirement that it be a lifestyle? I don't, I'm not understanding that question. And, but, you know, I'm pretty sure we're all in agreement that it's okay to use it as a hobby or, uh, recreational thing because you know, like Kat said, not everyone is going to live the martial way or you know be a, a budo junkie and you know completely live the lifestyle. It's um, you know, some people do, but on the other hand, I've met people that think that people shouldn't even take martial arts if they're not going to make it a part of their everyday life and to not eat, sleep, and breathe it. And it just, you know, it just makes me go, oh, my God, it's okay if they want to just get into it for the cultural aspect or whatever. But look at this. Successful martial arts schools have a fun activity. They, they see martial arts as a fun activity. And then they, of course, of course, small handful of the serious ones. 
who live the martial way. And then the rest of them pay the bills. The rest of them make sure that the yes, rent is paid, exactly. the phone's paid, the utilities <clears throat> are paid, everything else is paid. That's right. a successful school. And it's okay to have both. Exactly. My point exactly. So, you know, you know, I was just saying that there are people out there that believe don't take martial arts unless you plan on sweating on my floor and bleeding on my floor and, you know, all that other <laughs> kind of paramilitary paramilitary stuff. I've met people like that, you know. Ain't no pussies here. You're going to have to bleed on my floor, you know, and you're going to be that good. That's gonna... so funny because jokingly on Instagram for the Americana Jiu-Jitsu school where I teach, just as a joke, I had a little video of me putting on my sunglasses and saying, there aren't no bitches here, or there ain't no bitches here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And well, the majority of the people who do jiu-jitsu in that school do it for fun, not not for the martial way. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, well, it is. It, it is, you know. Um, now, um, our friend John says, of course, it's okay for it to be a hobby. My thing is that the things... Okay, this is one of my students' folks. So he says, he writes, my thing is that the things you are teaching me and I have learned are for defense. Should I treat that as a hobby? Protecting others or myself shouldn't be a serious matter? <laughs> you know, that's up to him. What does he wait, want? Wait, wait. What does he want wait, out wait, of wait. it? What are, okay, what's wait, his wait. focus? What are his goals? Ah. <laughs> let, me, let me finish. Ah. Let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> Somebody smack him. Let me just smack no. him. John, come here. Let me smack you, boy. <laughs> let me let me finish. Should I should I should I treat the defense as a hobby? Protecting others or myself shouldn't be something came in the way of that. Shouldn't be a serious matter. I'm down for it though. I want everyone to enjoy the martial way, be it after work in the morning. I mean, look at Kendo in Japan. No, no one carries a katana any there uh, there anymore. But practicing Kendo leads to a way of life life that incorporates a, ha- a hobby so that's why I asked and he says tell her I would love to spar with her and uh, you, you know what I you're hear gonna, wah, you're going to have wah, to get wah, ready wah. I'm sorry you're going you're gonna to have to train a long time John to spar with Kathy Long just saying as soon as I, as soon as I come <laughs> to Seattle son as soon as I come to Seattle Ooh, that's next month yep. better come to class that time just saying <laughs> just saying <laughs> but um, no it, we're not saying that, def- that learning to defend yourself should not be taken seriously we're not saying that at all what we're saying is that martial arts is not for everyone people take the martial arts for fun or for recreation and the self defense really to tell you that you know I, it, it's an extra icing on the cake you know, and if they take that self-defense away with them and, and, and you know, harness it and crystallize it within themselves and, and God forbid if they get attacked and they, and they use it, then all the power to them, what we're saying is that people don't necessarily have to live, eat, and breathe it to learn the self-defense. You don't have to, like, walk around in your karate gi. 24-7. You don't have to learn to speak Japanese like fluently unless you want to. Uh, you don't have to 
eat Japanese food all the time. Basically, you don't have to be turning Japanese to learn karate. That's kind of what, you know, that's kind of what we're saying in a way. Of course, self-defense is important. Of course it is. It's just that, you know, if somebody decides that, um, you know, they have to move away and can't take classes anymore, then they shouldn't have to feel like, you know, they shouldn't be chastised for for that decision because for them it was recreational, it was fun, it was something for their kids to do, you know, whatever. I, so I'd like to ask a question. Yes, ma'am. I'd like to ask John why he started martial arts, why he came to you and started martial arts. You don't have to oh. answer it now, but just ask yourself, why did you come to Rusty and ask her to teach you? Why? Don't answer it now. Don't bother. Think about it. <laughs> oh, he go okay, well, he goes, you know, when you said that, you know. You I don't want to hear it. September. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. No, when he when when you said that you'd be coming in uh, when he, when you come to Seattle and I said September and uh, he said let's do it <laughs> and I guess you missed the part where I said you're gonna have to be training a long time before you spar Kathy Long <laughs> before you're able to keep up with Kathy Long <laughs> let's just put it that way but anyway <laughs> it's neither here nor there but that's a good question uh-huh. John. If you want to kind of ponder that a little bit and to kind of think about that. Because so. the answers can only be given to themselves. You ask yourself that question and you give yourself that answer. What do, what do I want out of this? What do I want to accomplish with this? And, you know, if, if you're getting what you, what you want out of it, then great. If you're not getting what you want out of it, obviously, you know, you need to make other decisions, but ask yourself, why? Why are you here? Why are you doing this? Right. It doesn't matter exactly. about anybody else. All that matters is about yourself. It's all that matters. Exactly. Exactly. I, um, I was, um, I, well, I want to interject about something. Um, I really think um, a good, a good um, subtopic to to this topic is as far as um as dojo um adequate you know and, and manners and whatnot um it when it comes to teaching right um i'm a firm believer in in like the small things matter a lot like so like in american kempo we have a lot of principles and concepts um and, and why we do things see um you know, for the listeners, and such as like the guy John, um, anybody can throw a punch, pretty much. But why are we going to throw the punch? Where are we going to throw the punch? How, um, you know, um, like all these different reasons. You know, um, are we going to do it? You know, which are we going to do inverted? Are we going to do a hook? Are we going to do straight? Are we going to do cross? Whatever. You know. There's reasons behind all these things, John, and I th- and like I think it's really important um, that you know that we spend a, a moment to talk about the importance of um, you know of training specifics, you know um, because it's, it's you know um, adequate is, is about learning 
you know, proper dojo etiquette and manners, I think it's part of learning. And learning is like not just doing it, but knowing why. Why we do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's an important thing to, to, to discuss about why why are we doing these things? You know, um, why are we doing a cross instead of a hook? Why are we, you know, striking to, um, you know, a muscle instead of just to the, you know, to the body or, or, or the face, you know, why are we striking to the neck instead of to the, the jaw? You know, why are we doing a sword hand instead of a, a back fist or, or, you know, or a roundhouse instead of a sidekick or whatever? You know, um, why are we stepping in a certain way? Why why are we do stances? You know, why are we have our basic, you know, things like that? You know, I think it's a really important thing that that we that we spend a moment on that because proper adequate and and, and um, manners all all comes into play of that too. You know, and I think I think it's a good idea for people like especially Kathy. But also Rusty and you know and Bob, you know, you mm-hmm. guys, you know, with with your extensive or all three of your of your extensive you know experience, um, in teaching, I think it's important that like people like John, not just John, but everyone listening, even myself, you know, so we can learn, you know, um, on on all the importance of it. Right. Um, all these messages are coming in. Sorry, I'm like trying to read it. <clears throat> One of them was me. Sorry. <laughs> what? Okay. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I have to answer this. Um, uh, hold on, I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> I have to type this real quick. Uh-huh. Well, I'm curious anyway, now. So, <laughs> uh, well, um, um, yes, but I wasn't trying to not move out. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Yes, I had... Need out. <laughs> okay, so I'll talk to you later about that later, Kat. Uh, that's, uh, All right, laughing. fair enough. I'm just laughing. Um, um, so we were saying. So we were saying. Okay, <laughs> we were. We were saying. That <laughs> we were saying. Bob, your turn. And we were saying. Bob, your Bob, your turn. What What are your thoughts about um, discipline and the martial art and how it like applies to to mat to applying good manners in the martial arts? You know, we already talked about. You know. You know. Don't be a pussy and get to training, no matter what. We're you know, unless you're carrying your coffin. We've already talked about that. What do you what do you right. what do you want to add to that, Bob? <laughs> well, I think there's there is a separation between that and manners. 
that does add a, a bit of respect to the conversation. I agree with right. Kat. It's not for everybody. Uh, sometimes they want aerobic. Sometimes they want self-defense. Uh, sometimes I'm seeing it and it's sad, but sometimes they want an outlet and they want to socialize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes yeah, it, they just want to be physical and move and do something. Yeah, something different. yeah. exactly. They want to be exactly. part of something to, to each his own. And I, I think that manners are separate from what we're discussing with uh, uh, training and, 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 and uh, good, good prop, proper training and, and be at the dojo and don't whine. And I, th- I think that's different than proper manners, like we were discussing about, about – uh, internet bullying and things like that that are done by well-known and accepted individuals within the martial arts. Mm-hmm. I, I read one uh, Yelp review on a, on a martial arts school and, and it said because he gave a negative review to this school, the instructor threatened him physically or, oh my God. to take what? it down. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And I think that that's and he's called master. I'm like, no, that's not how a master acts. It's, you don't physically no, threaten somebody. You know, that's where the wow. manners fall. Right. Or bad mouthing somebody, or becoming the rank police when when you when you're you're claiming tenth degree when you're really a second. You're trying to discredit people. That's where manners fall in for me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Very cool. Very cool. So now, keep in mind, listeners out there uh, and students, um, underranked students in any martial art, um, you know, when it comes to manners, you know, always remember that it's not, it's more than just knowing when to bow and how to bow. It's uh, just, you know, just being sensitive to, not sensitive like, you know, but, you know, just being aware and sensitive to, to the, to the, I guess the atmosphere of the dojo, because you know I say that because I've met people. I, I was uh, when I was taking Aikido, there were some <clears throat> there were some uh, BJJ guys that would use the, the dojo and they would not bow to the toward the dojo floor and over the you know. Um, well, they just wouldn't they just wouldn't bow toward the dojo floor and. One of the underranked black belts said, "Hey, you know, um, you want to bow at the dojo floor?" And um, one of the guys said, "I ain't got about a shit." Exactly, right in those words, "I ain't got about a shit." Now, it might have been okay to, you know, for that particular person because they didn't quote unquote bow to shit in their particular gym or whatever, but. You know, if you're going to be in someone else's dojo, if someone else is going to, you know, say, hey, sure, you can borrow my dojo. And, you know, if they're going to be nice enough to let you borrow their dojo, personally, I don't think, you know, bowing, bowing toward a floor is that much of, is that much of, I don't think it's that hard to be able to have that privilege of using somebody's dojo. You know, so it's also being sensitive to the fact that this is another system, another style, and this is the way they do things. And you know, to to be respectful enough to adhere to that. 
I mean, right. it, it, a lot of times it boils down to the way that person was raised by their parents. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, raised in the martial arts. Mm-hmm. And clearly, yeah. he wasn't. He wasn't raised with good manners. Yeah. He wasn't raised to be at least aware enough to, this is how the school operates, so maybe I should be respectful enough to do what they do. Yeah, yeah. You know, and... Yeah, and that and you know that that example was more along the lines of you know an outsider coming into the dojo. However, you know even within your own dojo, you know be be sensitive to those even the unwritten rules. Like, you know, the, a lot of the rules that I was brought up were brought up with are archaic now to many people, and they would go screw that. Like for example, one one uh, uh, etiquette. Thing that we had was um, if you are seated at a meal table or you know dinner table with your teacher and upper ranks and lower ranks or what have you, it was traditional. And this is a Chinese thing. It was traditional to have the shifu take the first bite of their food first, and everyone would start eating in accordance to where they fall within the within the family or within the ranks, right? So far, nobody has a problem with it, but I have met a few people that say, that's bullshit. If my food comes, I'm eating it, you know? <laughs> it's like, well, then you wouldn't be at my school. <laughs> you wouldn't be studying at my school. Now, you know, I, I am very lenient on that because, you know, food comes and, you know, and it's hot, you know, freaking eat it. But back in the day, when I was coming up, didn't matter how hungry I was. I waited for Shifu to take his bite of food, and then, and then, you know, his black belt instructors under him, and then the brown belts, and then the green belts, and then the blue belts, and then all the way down to me, little yellow belt. And because that was the that was the manners that I observed at at one dinner, and I was a white belt, so I just was gonna be polite anyway. And just wait till everyone got their food anyway. But you know what I noticed was it was done on a high on a hierarchical level, and I went okay, so that's it. And then then I was actually told this is what you do, this is what you do. She eats first, uh, you know, takes a bite first, and then everyone down the line. And there's no whining, there's no you know sneaking bites, there's no nothing. It's just a discipline thing, and it's a respect thing. But I, I have met people that go, I ain't doing that. That's bullshit. I'm eating my food right now. I don't care who the fuck, you know. And it's sad, you know, that that people kind of insert their own manners into manners of every place else. Well, but, and, and anyway. see, you know, that, that's also that that's also a cultural cultural aspect because remember the the. Uh, uh, Chinese restaurant that you, I, Cat, my daughter, and my wife went to a few weeks ago. I went there one time when my kids were really young, and the, the waiters came in, ser- served our food, and my mm-hmm. son reached for reached for a spoon to dish his up. The waitress, this was funny. The waitress <laughs> slapped his hand and said, "Papa, get served first. And I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, traditional traditional uh people there, you know. 
but you know, I mean, I can understand why some people would say, well, that's that's bullshit. You know, when my food comes, like, you know, I'm paying for this food or whatever, I, I get to eat it, right? I, I can kind of see why people think that, but. Well, and I was at a Masters Hall of Fame in uh, 2009 where one of my inductees students would not even let me pour my own coffee. That's another those are thing. Manners. Always, yeah, those are manners. Uh, that's another mannerism, I guess, in uh, many Chinese arts is you never let the uh, upper rank teacups go empty or their water cups go empty. It's a uh, because it means that, you know, as a lower student, you're not paying attention. <laughs> you can't pay attention enough to know that, you you know, that the brown belt sitting next to you has, has an empty water cup. What, are you blind? That's kind of the, that's kind of the idea, you know. But it also, it, it also teaches humility as well. Um, it does. Because, it also shows, you know, how that person was raised. Exactly. Exactly. And in turn, it was also up for the upper ranks, and this is also part of what we do. It was also um, uh, an upper ranks duty, and even the Sifu's duty, to set that example by returning the favor and filling the lower ranks cups, or you know, waiting until everyone got their food, right? And if a lower rank said, you know. Shihing, please eat. And the Shihing would say, no, 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 go ahead. You know, because at, at that point, it's the upper rank's decision, right? So to return the favor shows that sense of, you know, family and, and stuff like that, and that sense of mutual respect as opposed to, oh, look at me, I'm a black belt, so I get to eat first. You must do me. Now, that's not manners. <laughs> <laughs> you were raised wrong if that's the case. So that's arrogance in in, in my book. Yeah, yeah I right. agree. Right. Ooh, look at me. I'm a black belt, so you gotta show me first, and everyone's gonna starve while I sit here eat my food. No, just because of the Mr. Parker used to say, just because the color of a belt shows doesn't mean that it's really that doesn't mean that you really know. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Just that's why in American Kenpo, that's why in American Kenpo, every time we we have a a, um, a bell test and someone passes, they get a uh, they get a front kick to the gut. Further <laughs> for new pain. Yeah. Passing passing yep. the the um, the torch basically, you know, and saying that, that the on. Um, that the on um, that the higher rank still you know has more um you know has more knowledge. Mhm. Yep. Yeah. That's that's what that that's what that means. We never got the front kick. We just got a punch right in the solar plexus. <laughs> just like, oh, I yep. I, I grew I I I came up getting the the front kick, and boy, it was not it was not fun. Um, in fact, um, I talked to Bill Sibifal Wallace, and he told me that uh, that he got a front kick from Elvis. Oh, wow! Yeah, well, because Elvis yeah. Elvis trained in American Kempo too. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, 
apparently it was a, it was an honorary thing because he had just won a, a title, but he still got it. <laughs> you know, but it you know, but it was a respect thing. You know, it, it was you know just like you know, hey, you know, you know, congratulations, but remember, I'm still higher rank. <laughs> you know, right, but it was right. a respect for, you know, that's what we do in American Kenpo. It's not an eagle thing. It's not a pain thing. It's just, you know, you know, it's like, like in jujitsu, um, what they do is they have you, there's two lines and, and you run through the line as they, as they're whipping the, their bells at you on your back and on your stomach. Oh, I see. Same, same thing. <clears throat> So they got to catch up to you in order to hit you with their belts. I had to kneel down for that. <laughs> no, um, I had to no, well, <laughs> the, um, uh, well, no, there's two lines and they, they basically, the person who, who gets promoted has to, has to, um, it runs in between the two lines and, and everybody, um, hits them, hits the person with the belt. Um, oh, you know, but they still do, they, they, they still do the, the traditional, uh, you know, uh, bowing, you know, and, you know, exchanging of the belt, you know, uh-huh. taking off the belt, you know, and, and putting one to the side, you know, putting on the other, you know, uh-huh. bowing, you know, and all that. Still do all that, but, you know, just like an American Kenpo, you, you know, you feel the pain, you know, where in jujitsu instead of the kick, it's, it's, you can with the belt. Right. Right. Okay. Well, we are getting toward the end of our broadcast session. Um, so let's uh, let's just see if anyone has any uh, extra uh, last-minute comments about anything that we talked about today. Let's go ahead and shoot over to Bob. Bob, you have any last-minute comments? Not at this time. I don't. We had a good show. Yeah, it was, a, it was a fun discussion. Fun to talk a little Absolutely. bit about Manus in the Dojo and, and uh, the title of Soke and 10th Degrees and stuff like that. Now, our our intention was not to open up a can of worms, but to just put it out there because it, you know, it hardly gets discussed, you know, um, on a voice-to-voice level um, outside of, like, YouTube typing or Facebook typing or anything like that. So, you know, that's why we do subjects like this. So, anyway, Kat, any last-minute comments about any of the subjects that we were talking about today? Um, no, I, I, I hope I haven't offended anyone today. <laughs> <laughs> With what? <laughs> Otherwise, no. <laughs> no. Just my, my thoughts and opinions. No, well, you know that's you know that's what we're here for. You know, we all, all three of us, had thoughts and opinions about stuff like that, and it was just getting it out there, and discussing it in a in a adult manner, as opposed to how you see stuff happen on social media, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're wrong. Absolutely. You're wrong, and I'm right, and I'm the right You know, you know, it all goes down to our school. <laughs> What's that? You said it's so evil when you laughed. <laughs> when you laughed, you said it's so evil. You remember those old Chinese movies where they're flying across, you know, in the air and kicking each other, and one of them saying, my school is better than your school. You close your school down. 
Well, you know, unfortunately, that's 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 how it is. It's it's almost like it's almost like they forgot the manners from their own arts, and they're all you know they're all bitching and moaning about somebody else and who did this and who did that, and I'm not going to be your friend if you're friends with this person and all that other kind of bullshit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Kind of like, you know? like our president. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, you know? <laughs> you know? Exactly. And, yeah, you know, yeah, that's just, it. That's it. That's it. But it's, it's you know, sometimes I look at some of these threads, on Facebook and uh, YouTube or whatever, and I go, oh, my freaking God, really? Really? Who died and made y'all freaking, you know, masters the biggest of the one I, the one, the biggest, the biggest thing I see uh, about um, for threads on, on, on Facebook is the, you know, oh, that's not going to work in, 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 the, in real life or that's not going to work in the <laughs> octagon. And they're not even, yeah. they're not even, martial artists they're not in training in any way they're just like and, they're and basically they never like have a fight boys. of any kind whatsoever right yeah oh and you know what they else? have you know no what else idea you know what else gets me is um is is that facebook page bullshit martial arts and it's you know and people yeah. will end up dissing dissing martial arts just because it doesn't work in the octagon because it doesn't work in the street, because it because you can't tap people out with it. What the hell, folks? You know, it's like I always say. I always I always say, what's the definition of MMA? Mixed martial arts. Right. There's a foundation in every system of martial arts. Well, exactly. There's a tradition exactly. in every system. Exactly. But, you know, you know how people are. You know, I do. I yeah. Do, I do this and that and the other. And if it doesn't work in the street, then you shouldn't even be studying. Or I train UFC. That's a, that's a funny one. I train UFC. <laughs> UFC ain't a style. It, right. Know, exactly. You know, what it's a promotional company. I know. I train UFC. <laughs> what martial arts do you do? What martial arts do you do? Oh, you do martial arts? What martial arts do you do? I do UFC. What the fuck? <laughs> what the heck is that supposed to mean? I do UFC. I hear a bitch fest coming. I hear it. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> well, that's going to be... <laughs> that's going to be for another show. I would laugh if somebody <laughs> said that to you, Kathy. I would... I would Pass out laughing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> like so, the pioneer, in, in, one of the pioneers <laughs> of women in martial arts. Like, really? Uh, Just stop by your head. Stop before you get hurt. <laughs> you know, if we're gonna if we're gonna have a bitch fest about people dissing on martial arts and it's not gonna work and if it doesn't work in the ring, then you shouldn't be studying it. Studying it. We'll make sure that Kathy Long is on the board with us. So. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make sure. You know, we used to have a saying in our school that yeah, he's a black belt and all, but can he fight? Or yeah, he's pretty and all, but can he fight? Cause right. Typically, they don't. Right. Right. Exactly. But I was talking about people that are just bitching at people about 
you know, know. kind of like what we were, what I was talking about earlier was that, Trust you know, me, I know. <laughs> right. So, yeah, but it, it just, I don't know. It, I, I believe me, I was the same way. Right. Oh, well, yeah, they're a black belt, but you know, and they stick fight. And they fight. And they, and they fight, you know, that kind of thing. One of my things, but, one of my things is, you know, on um, like, the whole XMA thing is a double-edged sword because, you know, there are individuals who don't know how to defend themselves. They, they cannot fight. However, if you think about it, XMA is extreme martial arts. It's not used for combat. XMA is for performance and, um, and for skill, it's a level of skill. However, Therese Magella said this the best. If you can't do it slow, you can't do it fast. It's true. In other words, if you can't yeah. do it traditionally, then you can't do it extreme. Yeah, it's true. Exactly. It is true. Absolutely true. And, you know, it was a mindset back then, that whole, oh, he's pretty and all, but can he fight? You know, it was a mindset back then. But, right. you know, now it's it's not it's not even necessary. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, you know, I was just saying that, you know, if we do have this as another uh, uh, discussion subject, it would be a big fest on my on my part because it's kind of like, you know, I don't know, my my thoughts have changed as far as like, you know, how how people look at martial arts and stuff like that, and I've just been seeing a lot of you know, a lot of um, non traditionalists. I'll just call them non traditionalists. I'm not just gonna use the word MMA fighters or whatever because, you know. They're not all like that, but I'm just going to use non-traditionalists. There are a lot of non-traditionalists that will completely diss, you know, like Aikido and this and that and the other. And, oh, that's bullshit. I'd like to, I'd like to come at him with a knife and stuff like that. So what you're saying is, is that you're willing to, to hurt someone, seriously, just to prove that your art works. Oh, I get it. It's not so much you the know. artist, the individual, but, you know, that's, that's a long, that's a whole yeah. other animal. It is. It's kind of like the, a topic, Rusty. That's like a topic that we had before uh, on here. In fact, I was on the. I was on. Um, I was. I was. I was. I was. I called in on that particular one. Um, we should. We should do it like that and call it part two. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been like, dude. It's been like almost like three years since <laughs> since we had that. Yeah. So I think we should revisit it. I do really think we should revisit it because just within the last two and a half. Just within the last two and a half to three years, um, many people's opinions on how martial arts should be, quote unquote, see the air quotes out there, FB land, how martial arts should be practiced has changed. And um, and it is causing a lot of yeah. divisiveness. And it's, yeah. uh, and it's something to talk about. It's something to put on the table. So and and even things in, the, in MMA have changed. Things in things, exactly. things in professional mixed martial arts have changed a lot. There's a, a lot, lot of there's a lot more fighter a lot more pro fighters are doing you know are, are showing traditional martial arts now, you know which mm-hmm. is great for us traditionalists. I think. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> I know I certainly applied Kung Fu Sun Tzu in my MMA when I fought in MMA. I applied that. I applied what I knew in Aikido in in my MMA. Nice. Right. Yep. There you go. There you go. So keep uh, keep your eyes open, folks, for a future episode with uh, all of us on again. 
and we'll discuss. I'll have to name the episode. I don't know what I'll name it yet, but we'll we'll talk about it again some other time. So, with that said, folks, so this is these are your hosts, Bob and Cat and Rusty and our buddy Rich Voice. Saying bye, everybody, and have a great night. Bye. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of the bye, everybody. Bye, Kathy. Please bye. don't bye. Kathy. Kathy, please don't forget about the autograph. <laughs> I sent you a message. <laughs> I, w- I won't. Okay, no problem. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. All right. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, listeners. Bye-bye now. <laughs>